Welcome to TBN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Lori Crouch and Christine Kane host New York Times bestselling author Anne Voskamp. They discuss gratitude and how God can turn your brokenness into abundance. So glad you've tuned in tonight. We've got an amazing program for you. Got a sweet new friend named Ann Voskamp, and she's with us. Christine Kane is always my joy sitting beside me. And, um, you know, there's nothing like, okay, so I was watching Charles Stanley this morning. Okay. And he said, you know, he said, Thanksgiving has turned into food. Mm. It's turned into uh, football and it's turned into shopping. And he said, he said what we, we've lost kind of the Thanksgiving part because everyone's kind of gearing straight into Christmas, you know, and you were even talking about in Canada, yes, in where Canada, you're from. We have Thanksgiving the second Sunday of October. So we have time to really celebrate Thanksgiving before we move into Advent to Christmas, whereas Americans- we Go straight in. You do. <laughs> so tonight we're gonna stop just for a little while, and and I was telling Chris, I said, okay, so if we could tell the people that this is going to make you happier, mm-hmm. this is going to make you healthier, mm-hmm. you know, and you really don't have to do anything except maybe mm-hmm. change your mind, change your heart, <laughs> change your mouth, mm-hmm. and uh, get get better mm-hmm. at life. This is the program for you <laughs> because we're going to show you how to do it tonight. This beautiful book. Um, be the gift. Mm-hmm. So we're going to help you tonight. Anne's going to help you. Chris is going to, of course, help you. And uh, so, okay, so be the gift. How do we do that? What's it all about? Well, my story really is, my first memory was when I was four years old. My little sister was 18 months old. She was walking across the farmyard where we lived in Canada, and she was run over by a truck and crushed and killed in front of my mother and I. So as a little girl, my my whole world was formed by fears. Um, by the time I was seven, I was hospitalized for an ulcer. By the time I was 16, I was cutting. By the time I was in university, 18, 19, I was diagnosed with um, agoraphobia. So I was, I might have known about the love of God in my head, but it really hadn't translated down to my heart into my, you can know things cerebrally, but that's different than living it. So someone dared me in my 30s, could I count a thousand gifts, a thousand things I loved. I thought, well, I can take a dare, right? <laughs> so I picked up a pen and a scrap piece of paper. It was the beginning of November, the beginning of gift giving season. So it wasn't about writing down a list of the gifts I wanted, mm-hmm. but to start to write down a list of the gifts I already had. And every day, just writing down one, two, three things. And what I started to realize was slowing down, I was counting all the ways God loved me personally, intimately. The hound of heaven was pursuing me all the time. I was living in a universe of grace that I didn't see all the time when I was racing and rushing. So it was this this process, this habit. Because I think lots of times we think, I am sort of um, generically grateful. Mm-hmm. But we really, it's not the way we actually habitually live our lives. Our default, my default, has been to complain. <laughs> it's about, uh, I'm much more of a perfectionist where I see what what needs to be done, what still has to happen, as opposed to look at all the grace that we've already been given. So I started to write down things I was grateful for, a thousand gifts, two thousand gifts, three thousand gifts, and it started to migrate from my head down into my heart how much God loved me. And realizing that we want joy, 
Mm. I mean, Augustine says that, that, that that's what we're, all of humanity is hungering for is joy. What is joy a function of? Joy is not a function of circumstances. Joy is a function of gratitude, and gratitude is a function of perspective. So you don't need to change your circumstances to become grateful. You need to change the way you see. And the way we change the way we see is to pick up a pen, and can you every day just find one thing? There's always, always, always something to be grateful for. So sometimes we find ourselves in dark pits of depression and of discouragement. Sometimes it feels like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. Things look really broken. Can you, can you dare to pick up a pen? Because ink is cheap mm. and writing with a pen can be very inexpensive therapy. <laughs> yeah. And start to write down the things that you're grateful and be really intentional because it's, um, it's paying attention to the small graces where you start to realize God is personally taking care of me. Mm. One moment by moment by moment. And I guess I started to realize that I came back to the central part of Christianity is that Lord's Supper. Yes. Jesus actually embodies at that Lord's Supper how he wants us to live. He takes the bread and he counts it as grace. Grace, even there when he's, when he's like, what, 12 hours before the cross? And he chooses, on the night he was betrayed, Jesus, Jesus took the bread and did what? Gave thanks. So Jesus, out of the whole cosmos, universe, that he could have chosen to fight back against the dark, what does he choose? He chooses gratitude. Yeah. He chooses that, that word, in, in the Greek, the original biblical language is eucharisteo. It literally means, so kara means grace, eucharisteo means thanksgiving, karis means joy. So in every situation, if I can see it as grace, give thanks, I will always get to joy. So it's an, it's an amazing concept when you realize, whatever my circumstances are, joy is always possible if I can give thanks for one thing right now. So to look at what Jesus does at that Last Supper, that's what he's asking us to do moment by moment by moment, is to actually embody Eucharisteo. Can I go ahead and take whatever God gives me and see that if this is grace. I can be sustained by this and give thanks for it. And then in Be the Gift, I look at the second part of that story, which is what does Jesus do when he's been given the bread? He gives thanks and he doesn't hoard it. He doesn't keep it. He breaks it and he gives it. And I think after I counted a thousand things I was grateful for, and now, I mean, I still do it every single night, 10 things I'm grateful for. Um, once you realize you've been given so much, so many gifts, you realize, ultimately, Lord, please make me a gift. Beautiful. Make me a gift out into the world. For me, what I, I started to do, after I'd written down so many things I was grateful for, I took that same pen and would pick it up every day and I would draw a cross on my wrist to go ahead and say, this is what I want as the form and shape of my life. That, that beam coming down, all the graces and all the gifts coming down from the Lord. And then what do I do? All of my gratitude goes back up to the Lord. Mm. And then those, those horizontal beams, that's taking the bread and living cruciform with my hands stretched out. Lord, I am given out into the world. I really believe one of the most powerful, powerful words in the world is give. For God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave. He asked us to step into that same kind of life of thanksgiving, of forgiving, of life-giving, caregiving. If we can go ahead and live a given life, a life of surrender, not only just to the Lord, but a life that's being given back into the world, we're the ones who get the most joy. It's interesting because the, the psychological studies out of Harvard, they looked at how can we go ahead, 
and find joy. And they said, which is so interesting because science can find its, its research and its results, but it always comes back to, well, yes, this is what the scripture told us. Jesus told us to do this for a reason. And they said, if you can go ahead and write down three things that you're grateful for, you change your happiness set point. 25%. Wow. So if you, exactly. Wow. Like if you could, you say, could I give you, if I could give you 25% more happiness for free, all you have to do is pick up a pen and start writing down what you're grateful for. That, I mean, that's why he says, in all things give thanks. Why? For this is God's will for you. So if we can go ahead and give thanks, that changes our, our set point of happiness, 25%. Then they want to look at long-term happiness. After gratitude, what's the next thing you can go ahead and do to change your happiness? Our, Researchers out of Yale said, when they looked at all kinds of different studies, the most long-term to create happiness, go ahead and do two acts of intentional acts of kindness. So it's taking the gifts, give thanks, and then taking be the gift out right. into the world. Those were the kinds of things that, you were, if you did two acts of kindness a day, intentional acts of givenness, you were in, more happy in any, than any other way three months later. So if you want long-term happiness, so we see, Science backs up what Scripture tells us to do. So I think for me, I really realized after I'd written out a thousand things I was grateful for. I mean, there was like a million people that jumped into that with me. Read 1,000 gifts, picked up a pen and started giving thanks. I was walking through an airport and heard Gloria Steinem was on a screen. Right. And she said, she said, gratitude never radicalized anybody. And I was like, no, ma'am. Hello. No, ma'am. Oh, exactly. Yes. The, for those people no, who be, Exactly. <laughs> the, the people who are radically grateful will go to radical lengths Always. to bless the people who are oppressed. Always. I, all the people I know who become radically grateful have become radical activists because you know that you've been given so much. How can you not take the gifts that you've been given now and give them out into the world? And I realized we are Esther living in the palace for such a time as now, to use whatever gifts we've been given for those outside the gate. And I think lots of times we, we look at what we have and we say, I don't, we fall into this, this myth of scarcity that what I have isn't enough. And we've been given the riches of Christ yes, to have. go ahead and extend those riches and those grace and the encouragement we have in his word to those people around us. So can we live into the mystery of abundance that we've been given so much time, so much of Christ that we can live given out into the world? And I think um, for me personally, just realizing, I think ultimately when we, we think of joy so much of, I'll have a a bucket list of all the things that I want to do with my life so that I become joy-filled and realizing that now when I get to the end of my life, I want an empty bucket that I poured out all of the gifts and all the grace that I've been given out into a broken-hearted world. And to realize that in the midst of, sometimes I think we think, well, I have fear and anxiety in my background or I have abuse in my background or I have I've this unspoken broken, I can't be a world changer. But in all honesty, those of us who've been broken. The brokenness doesn't disqualify us from being world changers. The brokenness is what qualifies us for yeah. to be world changers because we have street cred. We know who is the wounded healer who can heal those wounds. We know who goes ahead and, and sets out a feast for us in the midst of the brokenness. We have deep empathy with the brokenhearted people around us. So I think if we can see that in the midst of our brokenness, Jesus can make us into the gift out into a brokenhearted world. So that's sort of been the story I've been on to really realize that. So now every day, I take that pen, I write down every day 10 things I'm grateful for. So give thanks at the top of my list. And then I write down, this is always so humbling. <laughs> then I write down, 
live given. How did I then Beautiful. take everything that I've done? How did I live given? And it always strikes me, the ways I've lived, lived given back into the world, that list is always much shorter wow. than all of the ways mm -hmm. God has given to us. So I think if, if people can go ahead and say this Thanksgiving, how can I not only intentionally pick up a pen and start to write down all the things I'm grateful for, but then how can I turn and be the gift? Because if you look at our culture and our world, there's so much brokenness and fracturing and that when we go ahead and we live cruciform with our arms stretched out, that's what starts to grab onto people and pull people in, hold onto people, pull them closer to Jesus. And I think it's really interesting. You see, just on that calendar, Thanksgiving comes before what? Christmas and Jesus coming. Us going ahead and whenever we go ahead and give thanks, it ushers Christ into the world. So I love all of that. I'm I thinking that <laughs> Anne's talking about, you know, scripture talks about um, freely you have received, now freely give. give. That's the whole mm. point. And I think the disconnect and where we end up leaving mm. self-absorbed mm. and sad lives is when our life becomes all about us and mm. taking, taking, taking. And I was just mm. thinking when you were talking about our brokenness mm. is actually what qualifies us. When Jesus, when, you know, the little boy gave yes, Jesus exactly. five, you know, the loaves and the fishes, the miracle of multiplication didn't begin until he started breaking. The miracle is always in the breaking. It's always the in the breaking. And when it's so paradox and upside down, King totally. How do we get to ab the abundant life? live broken and given. Absolutely. All of the abundance comes out of the brokenness and the givenness. Oh, and I love the story about your little girl and the yes. broken heart. Yes. Tell <laughs> Shalom is, um, we have seven children. Shalom is the six out of those seven. And she, um, one morning. She birthed six. <laughs> yeah. I want you to know, out of this particular <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, God was gracious and good. Alpha and Omega. But no, she has beginning seven. Beginning and end. Okay, that's it. But it was the number of perfection, all right, Chris. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Shalom. Yes. We named Shalom, and she said, I tried to be peaceful, Mama. <laughs> um, I've been talking about how we go ahead and live love out into the world. I've been talking yeah. about it at breakfast. So she'd come to me. She was about probably five years old at the time. And she'd come to me, and she'd ask me to tape this heart onto her. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is so good, honey. This will go ahead and remind you that you're supposed to be loved. That's what I thought she was thinking. So I said, what do you want me to do with it? And she said, tape it onto me, Mama. So I'm like, okay. So I was taping the heart onto her, and as I was doing it, the heart ripped. But oh, she's going to cry. Yes. <laughs> and, and she said to me, no, no, Mama, I'm taping the heart on because I want to remember that God's love is everywhere. Wow. And then she said, and it's okay if it's ripped because maybe my love can get out easier there and His love can get in. Oh, wow. And it's so right. true that in the midst yeah. of the brokenness, we think, we think we can only come to God when we have it all cleaned up, that we're all together. And all we need is need, really. The beginning of everything. Brokenness isn't the end of our story. Yeah. Brokenness is the beginning of our story. So if we come to Jesus with our broken hearts, He then meets us in the midst of that brokenness and then says, in the midst of your brokenness, you get to go out into the world and say, I was broken, but I met the wounded healer who totally saved me and changed me. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, I think for us to model, especially at Thanksgiving, before we move towards Christmas, how do we model to our children? Not a, a lifestyle of entitlement, yeah. but how do we step in, model to our children? How would we live radically grateful in the midst of all the gifts we've been given that we now get to radically be the gift out into the world? Live a completely upside down narrative for our children. You no, know, I think something that you've, you've hit on, right? Kind of at the beginning was um, when, we, when we begin to realize how much Jesus loves us, mm. that's hard for people. 
and we can't love others until we get that piece right. And I think lots of times we know it cerebrally. We know the words for it. We know it. we're supposed to. We know we're supposed yeah. to. Yeah. But it's when we actually know it that he is always, always, always good. Yes. And I am always, always, always loved. So then I don't go ahead and base my life on circumstances or feelings. I base my, my life on the truth that everything is ultimately for my good and ultimately for his glory. That starts to be the game changer. So I think if we can go ahead and start to, I think lots of times people look at their life and say, well, I don't see where God is at all in my life. Mm. Pick up a pen and start giving thanks for little things. And you'll start to see God is intimately involved in all the details of your life, working all things together for what? For good in all things, yeah. to make you more like Jesus. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the great commandment, you know, love the yes. Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind, and love your neighbor mm -hmm. as you love yourself. The issue is, most of us do love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We just don't like ourselves. And so therefore that's <laughs> exactly. the everywhere else. Yes. And so, and we love God with all our heart, soul and mind, but often our, our heart is broken, mm -hmm. our soul is wounded, our mind is tormented. Mm -hmm. And so when you see God through that lens, reflected yes. back to you is this brokenness. And so a lot of us think that, that kind of disqualifies me or we, we receive the love of God in such a fractured way, mm -hmm. which means then we give the love of God in a fractured way, I think, in our world. And so, it, of course, it always begins with knowing God loves you at your core. This was very hard for me. I yes. mean, 12 years of abuse, abandonment, yes. adoption. And I say to people that it took me decades to actually really get to the place where I truly believed yes. that God loved me mm -hmm. with all my flaws. And then you know, where I help the millions, it's not actually out of my strength, the Christine Kane strengths, it's out of the broken places. Yes. It's out of those yes. places that God, and you know where my strength lies of the love of God? It's not now where I am today. When I thank God, it's like the God that was with me in that hospital when I was abandoned, that same God that was with me then, yes. he's, he's with yes. me now. That same God that protected me through the abuse yes. and the pain and somehow in that brokenness, he was with me yes. and then saved me and restored me. That actually becomes the power. So yes. I don't, um, you know, Mum and Joyce said to me once mm. that, it's not that you wish what happened to you happened to you, mm -hmm. but I no longer say I wish it never happened. Right. So I'm not saying, you know, I'm glad it did, but I am saying because it did, I am who I am and I can see mm. God through it and I'm able to help millions of people around mm, the world yes. now because of what yes. I've walked through. And so the thing that the enemy meant for evil, God, God has meant turned it, it around good. and worked yes. it together for good. I think that's the really the point of the story. The enemy mm -hmm. doesn't want us to pour out because we feel like we're unqualified or yes. that and we're too And as long as he broken, can keep us that way, right? right? Or we become so self-absorbed and narcissistic yes. that we think it's all about us yes. and that, you know, this grace is just for me rather than being poured through me into a lost well, and broken world. Look at the Dead Sea. If, it, totally. if you have anything as a conduit that comes to a, into a, a reservoir that doesn't then pour out, totally. is totally dead. And the stench that comes up from that, really, Talking about being the gift for me really came from my 40th birthday. I wanted to pull the covers up over my head and say, I'm out. <laughs> Not getting out of bed today. It was just, we're just going to skip over this. And I was like, it's so easy when things are dark and discouraging to get really myopic and insular yes. and really pull in and focus in on ourselves. But we look at Isaiah and it says, when we spend our lives mm. on behalf of those who are oppressed, then our light shall rise like the totally. noonday. So if you can step beyond yourself, and it's the most counterintuitive thing to do because when you're when you're feeling broken you just really do want to pull totally. in but can you do the counterintuitive thing and think how can i live in the midst of my brokenness if i live broken and bred 
given like bread. If I live cruciform and reach out to one other person in their brokenness, what do we get? We get the intimacy that we're desperately looking yeah. for. We get the union we get and the, the communion healing. and the fellowship, yeah. the healing. And yeah. I really believe that you will experience an abundant healing so to I. the degree that you are willing to not de deny or run away from the brokenness. Absolutely. I think brokenness really is a, all dysfunction is a function of denying brokenness mm -hmm. and trying to hide it and mask it and numb it <laughs> and pretend it's not there as opposed to bringing it to God. And I think, I think sometimes as Christians, Boy, that's really important yes. what you just said. Yes. That's really important. If we can go ahead and see d dysfunction is a function yeah. of denying brokenness and yeah. masking it. Instead of realizing all feelings are meant to be felt. Mm -hmm. We look at that word emotion. It's got motion, movement right in it. What are you, what are you supposed to do with the emotion? Take it to God. Mm, all totally. feel the feelings and then take it, move your all of those feelings to the foot of the cross and give them to Jesus. But not go ahead and bury those feelings or pretend they don't exist. Mm. Feel the feelings mm. and then move yourself closer to God. Come back to what truth is. Always. And dig yourself into the word. I've been um been writing on the blog what I call the brutally honest psalms. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Where I could really say the hard things to God yeah. and then preach gospel back to ourselves. Right. Take these words and preach them back to our brokenness. And I think in that place, so don't go ahead and run away from the brokenness. The abundance comes from, can I, can I take all of this to God, preach gospel back to myself and see that he'll take all of the shards of my life and make it into a mosaic of grace so, that can minister yeah. out into the world. So we embrace it. Yes. Embrace it. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. Uh, we're learning how to be the gift today. <laughs> Talk about what does being a gift mean? Well, so yes, on my 40th birthday, I woke up and thought, I want to pull the covers over my head and just yeah. say, I'm out. <laughs> and realized, no. Let's, let's I just have to pause. Why? Why? I think I got to my 40th birthday and I really realized, am I living the life that you really wanted right, me to live, okay. God? Where you start to you realize, I'm maybe the person saying, well, I turned 50. <laughs> oh, just a 50 <laughs> like, no, no, I think, I think you get to between 40 and 50, you really go, okay. You start oh, to yeah. assess yeah, everything. Absolutely. You go, absolutely. I'm at the halfway mark. Oh, yeah, and yes. I've got how many years? <laughs> and, and I think as a mom of seven kids, I realize this. Have I been the kind of mom I've wanted to be? I think sometimes we, we start to, again, get my Evaluate. <laughs> and I thought, my husband says, so what are we doing for your birthday? Because we're never, we're never big gift people in getting things. It's always going to an experience yes. together. And I said, you know what? I think we should go into our little country town. That's a population of 5,000 people. And we decided to gift blitz the town. So we went to the nursing home and handed out flowers. We That's went to awesome. the hospital and brought donuts. We went to the police station with coffees. We went to the, the grocery store and we bought groceries for a mom. We went to a restaurant, bought a meal. And all of a sudden, mm. I wasn't thinking about me Come anymore on. at all. Just, I couldn't believe by the time I got to the end of the day, we were filled up with so much joy. Beautiful. The kids said, like, this was the best day ever. We went to the dollar store and had doll, like, dollar bills throughout the store and watched kids find their, their <laughs> dollars. And buy. I mean, yeah. we just we had a list of 40 things for my birthday, and we went and did those gift blitz of town with those 40s. I think it's often we think, we, we call it, how can we go ahead and pay it back? Yeah. And I don't know if we can pay God back for anything. Mm -hmm. Everything is a gift and a grace. But what can we do with that gift and that grace? We can give it forward. Yeah. So we call it be the gift. Give it forward today. G-I-F-T. Be the gift every single day. So I think the kids know that 
If we are starting to feel discouraged anyway, let's go back to that verse in Isaiah. What do you do? You spend your life on behalf of those who are oppressed. Then your light will rise like the noonday. So how can we move beyond ourselves into somebody else's pain and brokenness? Mm. I think so much of the time, what that big question is, where is God in the midst of our suffering? Mm -hmm. Those are big existential questions. Right. Right. And I think the answer to suffering so much is co-suffering, that word compassion. If we witness, when we step into someone else's brokenness, witness starts to break brokenness. Right. We look at what, who is God? God is Emmanuel, God with us. Sometimes we, what we really don't want is answers. We want someone right. and God comes and he's with us and he asks us now as the church, as believers, to be with other people in their brokenness. And in doing so, that starts to heal our own brokenness. Right. So we actually started to go ahead and um, make a list for every month on each calendar square, a prompt for what was one thing we could do. Not for, so sometimes it, we say, well, there were random acts of kindness. I don't want to live my life no, randomly at all. Right. I want an intentional, intentional. life of yeah. givenness. Yes. So we went ahead and, and made up these prompts for every day of every month. And actually, if you go ahead um, to bethegiftbook.com, give us your information that you purchased the book, you can get the download for a 12-month calendar that has Be the Gift and gives you a prompt for every single Great. day, 364 days of the year, Beautiful. what you can do to intentionally live a life of givenness. So we just have that on the wall. The kids go, okay, this is what we're doing today. And it gives you, it gives you, so we're, yes, we're looking for gifts every day, but we're also looking for where is the brokenness in the world that what I've been given, I can take and be broken and given to fill that chasm in the world back mm -hmm. in with bits of my own heart. And I think it's lots of times, I wanna be really clear. Activity for God is very different than intimacy with God. Right. So living a life of givenness isn't to try to earn favor with God. It's a, it's the givenness flows out of our thanksgiving, out of it's our gratitude. Us. Oh, it is. It's always for it us. is. It's not no nothing we know for God. That's for us. So so yeah. I think to go ahead and say. I'm not trying to earn something, Lord. I'm yeah. just so overwhelmed with the grace that you've given me. I want to go ahead and pass that grace on out it's to like the world. It's like an overflow. It's completely. It? It and that's, yes. I remember, uh, again, my spiritual mama, Joyce, she yeah. turns up on every program. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, here is a woman that says, she was raped by her own father, yeah. you know, over yeah. 200 oh. times. And she said that understanding the grace and the healing mm. of God, one of the greatest freedoms she found was that she got herself off her mind. Yes. Because before that went, and I know from a background of abuse, yes. in your own victimhood and broken, all you do is think about me, 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 me. Yes. And you take offense. All the time. You're and critical. So yes. You life of unforgiveness yeah. and bitterness yes. and anger. And it's so you are on your mind. So really what you're talking about here is a great way of getting yourself off your mind. Completely. I mean, freedom. Completely. I the first day and <laughs> I wrote it down in my prayer journal. I went, I didn't think about myself today. Yeah. It was like, that's freedom. Freedom. It's freedom. And it's true. Yes. If you choose to live broken and given, what you get is to break free. Totally. Yes. That's what I believe. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think if we can go ahead and show our kids, how can you not only live a life of thanksgiving, but then live a life as being a gift? Well, how does that change the next generation? Absolutely. And how does that raise a whole generation of world changers that do go out and change the world? So this is, this is intentionally for us, but it's also what are we teaching our children? Well, yeah. I think that, and I think what you're saying too, of course, all roads lead back to mission and evangelism. Yes. If God has filled us with his Holy yes. Spirit and all of us, if we're born again, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit yes. until the day of redemption. We are the carriers of God yes. to this generation. So when we talk about that incarnation and God is with us, God is in us yes. and how is, 
you know, we, I think sometimes we pray prayers like, God, send revival. And he's like, I did. <laughs> you. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's you. in you. you. And so could yes. you. I need to get it out of you into a lost and a broken world. And if you will choose to be the gift and live like Jesus, God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave. If you can live every day with intentional acts of giveness, live cruciform, totally. you are then changing the world and bringing Absolutely. justice to the world. And it's no more complicated than that. No. And I think... Um, you know, you have modeled this beautifully, I think, Anne, in many ways. Habakkuk and Malachi talk about mm. two different kinds of justice. There's a justice in Malachi, of course, that originates with God because yes. it comes out of the, it emanates from the character and nature yes. of God. But Habakkuk talks about another justice that I think could be a challenge in our generation, a justice that emanates from themselves, mm. it says. And mm. now that is a very works-based mm. justice and it's kind of like an anger um, mm. that is fueled from flesh, not one that emanates out of love and the character of God. God. I'm watching a lot of what's happening in the world today yes. and I'm thinking, wow, some of this is a, uh, it's not actually wanting to do something out of an overflow of what God has done for us. I want to do something good in the world. Um, some of it can be, well, I just need to, do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. A lot of this yes. what comes from is a culture of outrage. Yes, mm -hmm. very and much I so. think. Even as we as believers, how do we step away from a culture of outrage and embody and model a Beautiful. culture of outreach? Beautiful. Yeah. That's so what So step to away be. from yes. outreach, outrage and look at outreach. And outreach Very comes much. from a place of compassion. Very much It so. comes from a place of, of that being the gift of living cruciform and giving. And when we do that, we break down fences. Totally. We break down walls. We start dialogues and conversations with people who may look like they're on the other side yeah. of a fence and it draws them closer to us. We, when we're operating out of this culture of outrage, that only antagonizes so, the situation. More division. Yes. So talk to us a bit because, you know, we, we're talking about all these beautiful gifts, but you started one pen. Yeah. One <laughs> and I think it's really important. We think I can only change the world if I go to somewhere else in yes. the world. Right. And I guess I really, I believe in the deepest fiber of my being that our theology is best expressed in our hospitality, mm -hmm. right where we are. How do we live? Not, I'm not talking about how clean my house is. <laughs> I'm talking about how do I live with an open heart, totally. with an open hand, with an open door. So that, that looks like there's going to be someone right in your community, right across Absolutely. the street, right next, next door. door. Like you are where you are for such a time as now in your community where you live, to live broken and given. So for us, that's looked like well, I am, um, this was 2014, um, I really stepped into the whole refugee crisis. Yeah. I mean, which is like the greatest humanitarian crisis since yeah. World War II. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, what can I do? I live on a farm in <laughs> nowhere in Canada. <laughs> but I think each of us, if we show up and we say, Lord. Literally. My life is yours. I'm completely given back to you in the world. Whatever you want to do with me, the answer is yes. So for us, that meant filling out a at the same time, actually, we were filling out a stack of paperwork to bring a little baby girl home from China. At the same time, we were also filling out a stack of paperwork to bring a family from Syria with four kids and really do life with them, take care of everything that they needed for a full year, get them integrated into culture so that their kids were in school, the dad had a job, mom was Beautiful. learning English, and get to be the hands and feet of mm. Jesus. And a very today. holistic approach. Oh, a oh, very yeah. holistic, yeah. to really do life with someone. And that's been such a profound experience for us. And we've brought our second family over from the Congo and um, they have got three boys. Beautiful. And we're just, we're stepping into brokenness. Yeah. Stepping into deep trauma. 
but how ev every day, Lord, take what we've been given, all of this grace wasn't meant for us. If we just keep it, we end up being like the Dead Sea. Mm -hmm. How do we now just pour it out back into their wounds so they start to experience wholeness? Okay. So help the people that say, mm. I don't have the money or the wherewithal oh. to bring someone. But you know what? But we, we all have it. You've got right a single here. mom that's yeah. next door. Yeah. You've got you've got a kid across the street who needs a mentor. Totally. You, you've got you've got kids in your own home who need someone to pull in close. You've got a school down the street who would love for you to be a volunteer. Absolutely. There, there's a there's there are so many places looking for and you go, well, I don't have enough time. No, if you go ahead and use your time broke and given. God will multiply your time. time. Always. 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 The miracle happens yeah. in the breaking. So, and you'll say, but I've got all of these things to do. I promise you, <laughs> if you live broken and given, the abundant joy that yeah. will not flood your life. We look at doing the last a year and a half with our two refugee slash now newcomer families. That has been a lot of pouring out. But we, we've turned to my husband and I've turned to each other so many times and said, this has been the most profoundly yeah. moving experience wow. of our lives. And to have another family, another family, I mean, our Assyrian family was from Aleppo. Their lives were completely oh. destroyed. For them to turn to us now and say, you're brother and sister to us oh, yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, and you look at their kids and you think, if we choose not to live broken and given, there are people, yeah. there are children who will never shadow a door of a school, mm. who will live lives where, they, where if we don't choose to live broken and given, there are, the next generation will be raised up in places in this world very angry. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that creates more war and more disunity. But when they see, the family that we brought over was a Muslim family. And they would talk back to their family in Syria and this family in Syria would say, who are these people that are helping you? <laughs> and they would say, well, they're Christians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and they would say, oh, please tell them how grateful we are. And they were telling the church in Canada is helping them out. It, that starts to change the narrative. Yeah. Totally. If each person totally. chooses yeah. to be a gift yeah. right where they are, we start to change the narratives and the stereotypes and the biases we have against each other and start to pull, we start to see the Imago Dei, mm. the face of God in yeah. each other and see the value in each other. Mm. And that starts to change a world story. <laughs> So little bit by little bit. I think it's for each person to realize, look in the mirror and say, what have you given me, Lord, that I could choose today to be the gift? And it might be somebody that you're working with at work who's, got, who's walking through grief. Totally. How can you give the ministry of presence and lean in and listen to somebody? We all, even just the ministry of holding somebody's hand and praying with them, that's a profound experience. Yeah. I remember when I um, was going in, you know, I had thyroid cancer and mm -hmm. I was going in uh, for my treatments and sitting in those waiting mm. rooms and just watching people weeping on their own. Yes. I thought, I've got this whole global network that I can, you know. Yes. And for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just looked and I thought the waiting rooms are waiting for people. Yes. While people are waiting for a ministry, oh, the waiting rooms are waiting. We spend oh, so yes, much of our lives think thinking of. we're sitting in a waiting room waiting to get to real life totally, as opposed to realizing. And life's happening. Exactly. Right where you, right are, where you are, you are called totally. to minister to the people around you and not to see the ministry yeah. as somewhere else. It is right where you are. I heard Pastor talking about, um, Pastor Phil Muncy actually yeah. would talk about, we're all in the locker room going, yeah, 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 this way, when, when the game's out there on the playing field. Oh, so Happening good. right now. So good. Know? And I think a lot of this starts, I mean, this could start with the man you're sleeping next to. Yes. The wife you're sleeping yes. next to. The smile that you yes. get. Absolutely. Across yes. the room to someone. I mean, everything you need 
to, to fulfill this life-giving thing we're talking Which about. Which ushers you into you, the abundant life. Exactly, you already, right here yes. in your hand. God never leaves you without anything you need. <laughs> See, I think it's just the enemy tries to get yes. us so self-absorbed that we forget yes. while we're here. Yeah. Because if we are just here to get, if we already have everything, once you're born again, you have everything in Christ that you need. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, everything so we're not talking us. about money yeah. here. We are just talking yes. about, we have the fullness of the riches of Christ mm. on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. So if we could just activate the body of Christ to go, we're here on this earth. We're only here for such a vapor. It's mm -hmm. such a short amount oh, of so time. Oh, so short. So it's not, God must have a bigger plan than just how much can I amass or acquire right. or accumulate? I mean, surely if I'm going to go to heaven and there are streets of gold and there are mansions and you're going to have, Honestly, for all of eternity, everything you could, I mean, we can't even fathom. It's unfathomable. Mm -hmm. Do you think that my life on earth is going to be reduced to just what I can get? I mean, there mm. must be a purpose well, that I'm here to help somebody else. I, mean, I think, I'm, I hope I don't spill this badly. Yes. <laughs> I think that when we are filled with Christ, we're filled right to the brim. Yes, completely 100% full of Christ. All of the riches, all of the abundance of Christ. The only, and we all want the more life. We all want more. How can you get more in that bucket? The only way you can get more in that bucket start to pour your life yeah, out. Anyway. Yeah. So start with, just look right around you. How can I start to pour my life out and find that I receive so much that more? That is the Christian life. It to is. Be poured out as a drink yes. offering, not to be poured into, but we have such a consumer mentality. Yes. How much more can I get rather than what can I give? Well, let's think of the little widow woman back with Elijah. Oh, yes. He yes. Said, she says, all I have is this, <laughs> but and that's, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And he says, go find all the emptiness. Go Hello. find all the empty, gather all your neighbors, empty jars. That was, you realize that was her greatest asset was the emptiness. Totally. So that God could pour and and then she never went without. You know, that's that, a powerful That's the thing. abundant life. See, I that's think some of us start, life. maybe even someone watching this today, you start knowing mm -hmm. I have nothing mm -hmm, and yeah. I need Jesus. Then you can get caught up in the myth and the narrative that, well, the more of me, <laughs> that mm -hmm. there, like as in, mm -hmm. um, I need to be smarter. I need mm -hmm. to be, mm. you know, I need to be richer. I need to be something more than mm -hmm. I am when it's actually not about what I am or what I'm not. It's about who he Who's is. Who's I am? What, Who's I am? Period. That's what, and if we, I think that's how I started. I had a revelation. I wasn't, I didn't grow up in the right community. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the right me education. I didn't too. have anything. Um, and I think the thing that I've hung on to 31 years later in ministry is I still don't think I have anything, no matter mm -hmm. what people may think mm -hmm. or what they, titles they may want to attribute to me, me and Jesus, we know who I am <laughs> we, we know. and I know how yes. utterly dependent I am yes. on him. Yes. Therefore, I can believe him for audacious, outrageous yes. things because the same God that picked up this unnamed, unwanted, abused, adopted chick out of nowhere in the back of Sydney, Australia is the same God yes. that is doing it now. It doesn't yeah. matter how big A21 is or how big Propel is. It's got nothing to do with that. It never had anything to do with mm. that. It's how big God is. Yeah. And I think if we just continue to make our God bigger than our yes. own limitations, yes. then you actually can have a God-sized life, which is a supernatural life, which is Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly abundantly above and beyond All of it. anything you could ever ask, hope or think, because it's according to the power that works in us, Jesus, the and, Holy Spirit. And how do we make God bigger in our lives? You get your eyes off you and you get your eyes on Him. Oh, completely. <laughs> I think you know what you do? Magnify. We go ahead and we take our masks off 
and we live a vulnerable, a transparent life. This is all of my brokenness. So you see real. my brokenness. I'm jumping in here only because, and I know someone watching this will, will be thinking, yes. because this is why I love you. Passion, a million reasons, but a thousand reasons. <laughs> There's a thousand. <laughs> One of the Ten thousand, thousand. Yes, is me. that you, um, and you said it before when you were talking out of the Psalms mm -hmm. and what you're blogging about yeah. now. You don't, uh, in our age, and I'm jumping in here because of the internet and mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of social media, mm -hmm. in our age of transparency and vulnerability, no, a lot I of people yes, yes. want to just leave it there. But you came back with the Psalms and you went, hang on a minute, there is gospel truth and hope and victory. At the, We don't stay in that mm. lament and as no. if that's the destination. No, and I think when we're, when we're vulnerable and transparent about our brokenness, that's not the end point. The, the end point is in yeah. the brokenness, you get to see Christ in totally. me. Yeah. So it always has to come back to the cross and or it's empty. Right. Totally. And I think if we if we go ahead, and lots of times we think, we can think about be the gift. I'm going to be love into the world. And I'm telling you, if your love doesn't have the cross, it's anemic. Absolutely. Right? Okay. It, it's, it, it I don't is, even know that it's love. Oh, it's not. Because <laughs> God is not. love. And the cross is That's the right. epicenter and he, of that. Exactly. He, he, God is love. And he gets to define what he love is. He gets to is. define it. So yes. he defines right. it as the cross. Absolutely. He defines it as sacrifice. So they say love is a verb. And I want to go, wait, what verb is that? Hello. That verb is love is given. Love lives given. Love lives sacrificially. If you're doing something that you say is love and it's making you feel good, that may not be love at all. That might be self-gratification. Absolutely. Okay? Totally. That may not yes. be that might may not be love at all. So I think we have to think about when I love somebody, that doesn't mean I necessarily agree with that person. It means I'm going to sacrifice for that person. Mm -hmm. we, I mean, that's what Jesus embodied for Absolutely. us on the cross. It's a cruciform life. So well, I think no greater love has any man than this than to and lay so down your life. The, yes. the only love that wins is a love that is shaped and formed like a cross. Period. Mm -hmm. There is and and I don't think um, anyone has the right to hijack that term no. or redefine that term. And I think it's so important yes, as Christ. Christ followers that we, the centrality of the cross is Everything. what defines Th that. That's why you want to live Period. a cruciform yes. life. His gifts come down, my gratitude goes up, I take everything and I live broken and given out into the world. So the form and shape of my days, my thoughts, it's all cruciform. Because I think the essence of all spiritual formation is cruciformation. Oh, absolutely. How do I live cruciform? So. Look at your life and say, how can I take, how do I move from a, a consumeristic way of thinking to a cruciform way of mm. thinking in all things? Totally. And I think, it, and the result of that is joy yes. and peace um, and righteousness. I mean, at the end of the day, everything, it's all connected. Everything, That's all of it, all of it, yes. it comes back to, That's if I'm right. living a cruciform life, I am embodying Gospel. gospel. Period. And that's the whole thing. And so drop to, the mic. Walk <laughs> away. And I think that is um, yeah. in our culture, that is uh, the the thing that is being twisted mm. in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. Because you can't twist the cross. No. The cross it, <laughs> no. It, that's it. That's kind of what <laughs> I, I, I feel like <laughs> saying that is you cannot twist it. No. This is how it is. Yeah. No. And out of that, only out of that is comes true love. Only. Cruciform love is yes. the only true love. And that cross, those are the beams of the earth. Everything and, well, spins on this. And healing is there. Yes. And wholeness is yes. there. And provision is there. And everything we are looking for is found there. So if you try to morph that into something that it's not, then there is never true joy, true, true peace, joy. true And healing, no true, true abundance at all. At all. At it all. will eventually prove itself to be very, very hollow. Very much so. And I think so. I, I mean, of course, the message of the cross and the gospel of Jesus is always <laughs> so the message. Um, but I don't know a more urgent 
power yes. in yeah. which we need to be communicating yes. this yes. message. Because we're not talking here about another form of good works. No. For the sake of works. No. We're not trying to put anyone into bondage and say, you've got to earn your way. No. And a lot of what I'm watching um, as I watch the cultural landscape, yes. it's unsustainable because good works that originate in me uh, come to an end. They're, they're not sustainable. The end of the day, it's my flesh is. So <laughs> I, I bought this little bucket. Yes. And I brought this home because I wanted this visual that I wanted yeah, an right. empty bucket. Chris. Can you read this? What does this? I don't know why it says this. I have absolutely no idea. It was found in a little Mennonite kitchen okay. store. What does it read, Chris? With my endurance. <laughs> endurance. You can't wow. keep pouring out into the world without endurance. And endurance, I will run out of endurance. Of course yeah. you will. I will run out of endurance. The endurance, the word endurance means to remain under, to stay to under. And what am I really remaining under? A Niagara Falls of grace, Christ filling me up so that I can pour totally. out. So if it's coming out of us, that's eventually going to run dry. Yeah. But if it comes out of the riches and abundance and Niagara Falls of grace of Christ, we can keep pouring out and find ourselves well, filled up. I think up. that's it. I'm thinking of Isaiah who says, those that wait upon the Lord yes. will renew their strength. Yes. And so not even ourselves or nothing else is going to renew your strength. And in the days mm. in which we live, and there's so much adversity and so much darkness yes. and so much challenge. And I know, you know, somebody watching the other side of this screen, you could be feeling so overwhelmed yes. and wondering, how can I pour out? The key is not by acquiring and accumulating no. more stuff no. or climbing a ladder, no. but it's being sitting under the fountain of grace, grace. of the Lord yes. Jesus Christ. Because those that wait upon the Lord, this is what I confess this scripture over my life every day, shall renew their strength, strength. the Bible says. They will mount up on wings like eagles. Mm. We will run and not grow weary. People ask me all the time, Chris, how do you keep going? How do you travel around the oh, world? How do you yes. keep running A21? You know, it's got nothing to do with my own natural strength no. or ability, but it's a daily waiting mm -hmm. upon the Lord. And in that, my spiritual strength is mm -hmm. renewed. The fruit of the Spirit continues to be developed in my life. And out of what, what you put in will come out. Yes. What yes. you put into your heart, what you yes. put into your mind, yes. it will come out. And so the Bible says, if you abide in the Word, then you will know the truth and that truth ongoing will continue to set you free and so don't fill yourself with the lies of the world no. don't fill yourself with false expectation or lies that have been spoken to you in your past fill yourself with the truth of the word of god yes. and you will be able to live this kind of life that Anne's yeah. talking about you're coming back to the lord's supper which is what we call Beautiful. it communion okay yes. so you're coming back to communion intimacy with him count all the ways he's gifted Beautiful. you with grace and then live broken and given out of that not of yourself but out of that intimate communion and union with Christ. Mm. So just, and that's not an, that may seem like a really big thing. No, it's every day saying, Absolutely. what's one way I can live given today? Really intentionally choose to be the gift, to give it forward every day, not of myself, but out of that intimate communion with Christ. You know, and I know that there's people all over the world, yeah. people that might, you might have it all, you yeah. might not have much, mm. but there's an emptiness and mm -hmm. there's people broken people and yes. Jesus says, I've come to heal the brokenhearted yes. and to set the captives free. free. For those people, you know, sometimes we don't even have enough faith in our prayers, but boy, they would have faith in you praying yeah. for them. So could you just maybe look in the camera and minister to the people that maybe feel empty? Maybe I have everything, but boy, there is something inside and your camera's okay. right here. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you know our unspoken broken right where mm -hmm. we are. And Lord, you are the wounded healer. Yes. Mm -hmm. You take your scars from that cross where you stretched your arms out so wide. You're the only one who's ever loved us to death yeah. and back to the realest life. And you take your scars and you touch our scars, Lord. And you heal us with more of yourself 
and then make us too wounded, broken-hearted healers who now get to go out into the world and live cruciform because our brokenness qualifies us to be world changers because we have deep empathy. We can offer deep comfort and compassion for those who are suffering around us, Lord, and point them to the healing and the grace we have found in the cross. Lord, make us live cruciform lives, yes, lives formed and shaped by the cross, taking everything as a grace coming down that vertical beam, and we will offer back our lives and our days and our moments with thanksgiving, Lord, then stretch our arms out wide, living broken and given like bread, because if we live cruciform, Lord, you sustain us with more of yourself yes. and with abundant joy found only at the healing foot of the cross. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, who loves us. And we will not stop, Lord, counting forever all the ways that you love us so that we now get to go be loved out into the world. Love lives given. Let us live like you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Beautiful. Oh, well. So give us some practical day-to-day yeah. -day how to start now. So we've got seven minutes. So everybody. <laughs> this is it. Get out your pen and paper. <laughs> you know what? Yes. I think it's literally that. Absolutely. I think it's literally yeah. going ahead and saying, I'm going to, you can go ahead. They sell. Yes. Get yourself a Bible yes. that has margins, okay? Yeah. Yes. Take a pen and start to write down. I'm going to make sure every day I write, either in a journal or write in my Bible. The if you don't have I'm, a Bible, just get a pad of paper. Just pad of paper some and homework. start <laughs> your phone, wherever. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, set an alarm. I have an alarm set okay. on a on a my, right. yeah on my computer that pops up and says, "Where's your your gratitude journal?" So go ahead and make sure you're writing out every day. One thing I'm grateful for. Two, th three things. I have somebody right now I'm going through deep grief with. Yeah. There's buried multiple babies mm -hmm. in the last two years, mm -hmm. and she is. See this pen. Is you becoming a joy warrior. This Come is on. your sword, yes. and you are fighting for joy because we know that the joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. strength. And if we let anything steal our joy, we're letting that Absolutely. the enemy of our soul steal our strength. Yeah. So picking up a pen and she's saying, I'm going to fight for joy today, and I'm going to write down two things, three things, ten things I'm grateful for. And then slowly but surely, as you start to realize, I am so loved. Now I get to be love. I get to yeah. be the gift of love. Start to write down. You're not writing it down to, to earn favor with God at all, but write down, live given. How am I living giving? So you start to live, not with random acts of kindness, but an intentionality to your life that I'm living given every single day. Get to be the gift.com. Yeah, Download definitely. that calendar that gives you a prompt every single day of what can I do in a small way. We've made sure that these are really simple yeah. and easy. You don't need to have a lot of tangible resources in your hand. You just need to have Jesus in your heart Come on. <laughs> to yeah. go ahead. That ministry of presence, I don't think we should ever underestimate. I mean, God names himself Emmanuel, God with Touch us. The ministry us. of presence is everything. I really believe sometimes shared tears is multiplied Very healing. So. so move into somebody who feels broken and you've shed you've shed tears over the same things yourselves pull in close to that person and sit with them in the grief so if you can go ahead and just get to be the gift.com be the giftbook.com and download that calendar that gives you all kinds of ideas and you can model it for your kids so kids we're going to go ahead and we're going to give thanks this season and then we're going to turn around and be the gift Beautiful. back out into the world this season what do you now you're from canada i am you know you that accent but, <laughs> it's, it's not a great accent <laughs> not like some i know um so okay for thanks yeah 
you guys don't celebrate Thanksgiving. We, we did in October. We were already done. Don't. Australians. We okay. have to get we're to all Australia. part of the Commonwealth. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So when you celebrate Thanksgiving, yes. are there certain little traditions that you do around the table? Yes. Or are there we, little things that you do? Okay. We, tell we, us a little bit about that. We go ahead and we have, um, we're very similar to Americans, really. Okay. We have Indian corn and yeah. we'll have it there. And so the kids will go ahead and pop off the kernels and drop it into a container we pass around and how many things can you think to be grateful for so i think it's really wow. intentionally not that thanksgiving is just about that the pilgrims came over and there's a harvest feast but really think about we have a harvest of Beautiful. abundance right where we are how can we go ahead and be thankful for it and then not then can we go ahead and look at Black Friday that follows Thanksgiving? <laughs> Do we have to? On Black Friday, think about how can I be a gift today and not think about moving into Christmas, not what gifts can I get, but how can I be the gift? And that's when Christ gets exalted in us because he came as a gift to us. Mm. So. so we're not uh, doing Thanksgiving, we're doing thanks living. Yes, that our Thanksgiving would move to thanks living, not I just a that. holiday, yeah. but that it would become all of our days. Yeah. So this changes being oh. with a grateful heart, being a gift, giving out, changes first of all our life, and then totally. those closest to us, and then goes out. It fills us with an abundant joy that has a ripple effect out into the we, world. I'm just thinking yeah. of problems that says the world, the world of the generous gets larger and larger <laughs> yes. and larger. It does. And so people go, how do you have a big life? You have a big heart. That yes. Is, that, that, and so if you want your world to get bigger then you become more generous <laughs> and you start giving. That's how it all comes And you flows. end up receiving a generous, lavish joy. That's yeah. what happens. You know, it, 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 always, it, it always shocks me that no matter what tragedy, we've had some serious oh, yes. tragedies, especially, I mean, here in America, we've had, we've, we've been- It's been a very yeah. challenging year. We've had some, some black mm -hmm. eyes, you yes. know, but, even in those times, man, there's so, God, there's always things to be grateful for. And then if we can choose around, turn to turn around and live given, we start to heal those absolutely. broken places yeah. in absolutely. the world. So if you're in a community that has experienced deep loss and horrific violence, horrific. if you choose to be the gift where you are, you start to undo that violence in the world. You start to bring shalom and the kingdom of God into those broken yeah. places. Which because is the job of a Christian. Yes, That's exactly. why we're here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I hear people, you know, you know the, the thing that's just been shocking the fire out of me is, mm. is people saying um, your prayers aren't counting oh. for oh. much. And I'm thinking, boy, that's the enemy. how's that working for you? You don't know you what God has saved us from, protected oh, yes, us from. Yes. I think that this assault about where is your God? What are you? And I'm thinking you ought to be grateful that Christians are praying like, yes. like of this world. And I, I think um, at this point, this is what we were born for. This is yes. the time and the season. God picks the time, seasons and places he puts us in. God yeah. is not in heaven shocked at yeah. the evil in the world, but we overcome evil with good. Yeah. And so he has sent us into the world to be salt and light and bring life mm. and answers. This is the greatest hour for the church. Yes, this is, is your yes. greatest day. Yes, we get is. to let our light so shine before men that they will see yeah, our good, good works and yes. glorify yes. our yes. Father yes. in heaven. Yes. Amen. Oh, Amen. I love Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she is a, a wealth yes. of good goodness from her. Visit her website. We love you. I'm thankful for you. Yeah. I'm thankful for you. Yeah, I'm thankful. <laughs> I love God you. So we, we love, love you. God so bless you. Have a beautiful Thanksgiving. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.